All right, Selena, a while back, I was at a, I had the privilege of attending and presenting slash speaking at a men's retreat. Presenting and speaking at two different things. I don't know. It, it, sure. No. I'm I, just teasing you. I presented my speech. I'm <laughs> just teasing you. No, it was an intimate group of like 12 guys. We were at a house on the beach in in the, on the Washington coast. It was in October. I remember this. Yes. This was uh, a year and a half ago. Away. Anyway, that's that, <laughs> I gave a talk, and one of the things I talked to these guys about was this concept of a legacy, right? And so, and legacy is one of these things. I I kind of think it's mostly a myth, and our legacy, that w- our worldly legacy, is mostly a myth. Like nobody's going to remember my name in three generations. I mean, maybe maybe a grant if they have maybe if they're the like kids, family conscious yeah. and they look back and they they want to know, but like they're not thinking much about our their grandma right. and grandpa. Uh, but what's what really matters is is your spiritual legacy, and I think that travels many generations beyond your mm-hmm. your name. We've experienced that, yeah. Yeah, and we've experienced that. But really, this but in the name of legacy, instead of focusing on that, like how can I just solidify this legacy? Instead, how can I, uh, I, I guess, codify the things that I really care about based in, based on my daily activities that are on display for our children to see. In other words, when our kids grow up and they're reminiscing about childhood, they'll, they'll think something like, oh, I remember mom used to always bake cookies with us. Mm. Or mom used to always this, or dad used to always what? Yeah. And it could be good or bad. I mean, funny or serious. And I think it's really, we're really trying to fill their bucket, their memory bucket full of ideally the things of God and things that will give God glory. But the funny thing is, is that that you can't pick what your kids remember, right? They they are going to pick up on the good, the bad, the ugly, and what they pick up more of or less of is really, it's up to them. And so- Well, well, well I, I, I don't agree with that. No, Sorry. it's not up to them. I think, I think they think, are going to pick up on the things that are the most uh, prevalent habits in our lives. Yes. And I think this is all about looking at- Or the loudest. Our, I don't. What you yeah, say prevalent, what, I think consistent, but I'm thinking loudest. Like if-, if Sure. Yeah. Sure. And, and whatever that is most visible to them, maybe that might might be the better way. To right. Think about it. Right. Anyway, we're, we're going to talk about this on the <laughs> other side. I always forget that we have to switch over to that other side. Yeah. I'm always okay. just like, let's just talk and talk and talk. It's and probably it's superfluous, fine. but uh, you know, there's got to be some sort of like, There's got to be the a podcast break. Yeah, intro, which, by the way, if you're new to this, this is, <laughs> I'm Ryan. This is Selena. We're the Fredericks. If you're watching us on YouTube. Welcome. Please hit the subscribe button. Uh, we'd love to have you more than this one time. Uh, we create this content weekly, both for marriage and for parents, parenting. Uh, and this is in the P- Fierce Parenting Podcast. So if you're listening to that, welcome. If you haven't yet subscribed to the Fierce Parenting Podcast, make sure you do that. And if you don't know, we have a Fierce Marriage Podcast, which is actually the original, the OG, the OG Fierce, of the Fierce Ministry. Yes, and it's only getting fiercer, folks. <laughs> As we get older. No, I mean, we got more stuff coming. Oh. We got all kinds of good stuff <laughs> I'm happening. like, well, I don't know. It's getting saltier with it's Selena saltier. in her old age. <laughs> well, uh we, yeah, so today we're talking about. <laughs> just move right let's on. Just keep going. Yeah, uh, so you you saw this come across in in your, in your social media I was feeds. On, I was on the Instagrams on IG, um, and I follow uh, Rachel Jankovic, and she had posted something. Uh, my mom always in in the the image, and then she always has great content down below in her. Uh, it's all about the captions. It is her captions are dynamite. Which so. Instagram is like that's that's. 
you know, you really you have a self-selected demographic at that point. If the yeah. people love you for your captions, like they're readers, they're not just the the yeah. flippant flippers. So um, anyway, she had posed this question my, or this phrase, my mom always. And she was talking about how, you know, when our children look back and they, they kind of think back to when they were kids, what are they going to remember about us? And, you know, we got to thinking, like, what do we remember about our parents and how do we remember those those things? Like, uh, what is it that we want them to have grown up? hearing experiencing and being like privy to in terms of our habits uh and our attitudes so we were kind of like let's talk about this but then we also wanted to kind of open the conversation with um a we're excited that this this conversation has come up again because it's kind of been something that has been in our past that you've talked to men about we haven't really talked to women about but wanted to talk about so it was like okay here's a prompting and also and just recently and some of our own um, yes, we were having to rearrange our schedule and we had an opportunity to go visit with some friends for dinner and I, and I, and it was like a no brainer cause we love these people. And I'm like, well, hold the train a little bit because we didn't do family worship this morning because I thought we'd be able to do it tonight. Mm-hmm. If we go to a friend's house, we could make we could it easily do with them. with them, but it's their house and we don't want to, and I asked my friend and she was like, yeah. And like, but then I was like, this is weird. Like I shouldn't, have, I, well, I, I was like, no pressure. Like we don't have to. And it didn't end up working out because of something on their side, which was totally fine. Like the Lord knew, but it got, I got us chatting about, about the, just the, the, the need to really habits. create rhythms in our life that are, you know, in, in five years, like, what are we looking back and say, Oh, look at, we've done all we've done this and look at well, how formative that's been. Family yeah. worship's one of those things. Like yes. if, if the habit is to just kind of sit in front of the TV or, get on your phones and the kids kind of scatter and do their own thing. Right. In five years, we're not going to say like, man, look at all this. No, we want to reflect the glory of God. Ultimately, that's That's the conversation. Yeah. Okay. I'm not, I don't think anybody would argue with that. We want to reflect the glory of God. I'm how. Okay. That's fine. I just don't want to be like, the objective is not to get somewhere and look back five years. The objective is to glorify God. And by doing that, then all these things that we do do. By looking back in five years and being able to think in in that, in those terms, you can can act today. It's all the same, isn't it? And so another one of those things that I really want our kids to to be cemented in their minds, and you agree with this, is actually coming from you, is this idea that our, our parents always read to us. Yeah. And so at night, that's one of the rhythms we've been trying to get back to is, you know, I don't just tuck them in and say goodnight. Yeah. But instead there's like a, 20 minutes of reading. Well, and something interesting about that is that we have not only uh, we've come out of a season, not out. I mean, we have a six week old. She's doing great. Um, But I kind of have to put her to bed and then he sits in and reads to the girls. But he we kind of stopped that rhythm when we had the baby. Plus, the girls' room was a disaster. I posted something about (laughs) this, but there's no place to sit. It didn't actually facilitate these it types was, of habits. And yeah. so I think, you know, there can be something said about how you organize your home and why you organize it that way. Like our dining room table sometimes becomes a place for clutter. It's his fault always. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the end of it does because it's long. And I'm like, well, nobody's sitting here. Anyways. That is um, the part of the table that shall not be named if I bring it up. Anyway, folks, what I'm trying to say though, to is that, no, <laughs> what, I, what I'm saying that though stuff. is that I think we can facilitate these habits. Uh, even within how we arrange our home. And I think yeah. that's a good thing. So we don't want to be crushing with this conversation. We really want to, I mean, if, if God has put you, put desires in your heart and you want to, you know, you want to pursue him, you want your kids to remember those habits, how they felt with you. Uh, even when you messed up, did they feel like you repented? Did they feel like you were being honest and living not a perfect life, but a true life, I guess. And, mm. and being honest, uh, to each other and to them because kids they pick up on everything you know uh, are they gonna 
Are they going to be like, ah, mom was always on her phone or mom was always worried about a clean house and yelling at us when it wasn't, you know, some things that are my own. Or, you know, dad was always uh, unengaged or I remember dad used to come home and just like, you know, right. he'd just clip on the TV. I was talking to somebody and that was his memory of his dad. It's like, yeah, right. dad, just whenever he got home, he was in front of the TV. Right. Or, or. It's a generational thing, not to make it okay. I'm no. just saying we don't deal with that as much. Nowadays, it's like dad gets home and it's like he's on his phone or he's. Well, it's just so easy. It's become yeah. so, so easy. But I, it's, you know, kind of the same problem of like we fall into our own sedate default measures of sinking into whatever habits we have. So what are those habits? How are we either uprooting habits that are, are ungodly and unhealthy and then replacing them with virtues that will in five years, we can look back and say, wow, we got through like 25 yeah. books and or more than that, hopefully. Um, but we got through all these books with our kids, they remember these, they'll, they'll have memories of when they read them, when they're older, um, they remember in being in bed and hearing dad's voice and falling asleep to him reading, or they remember dad laughing and pushing them on the swing so high. They thought they were going to throw up or something funny like that. Or mom always sang in the kitchen, or she always like whistled a tune or helped, had us help her bake. And, you know, they don't realize the cost of those, at least for me, I'm like, yes, you can help. And I'm, the Lord is working on my heart. Cause I just, I, I hate, Messes yeah. everywhere all the time. It just one feels the, like your um, home isn't closing on you. <laughs> I, I, one of the things that I, I try to I strive for in that regard is dad always he said yes as much as he could. Mm. And that wasn't always because they all I mean, they'll ask for everything all the time. <laughs> and so I do end up saying no quite a bit. Right. But I try to say yes because I feel like I say no so often. I think we should read her post because she's very eloquent. Sure. Rachel, you want to read the whole thing? It's not terribly long. Not I mean, long, it'll probably yeah. take a minute. Uh, but I think she's very articulate and I, I just love to uh, read it and then we can discuss it. And then we have some questions for you toward the end. Sure. You want me to read it since it's a, it's, it's in a lady voice. It's a lady voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it says your children's personal history will always include anecdotal commentary on you, your choices, your habits, your moods and priorities. My mom would always fill in the blank here. What do you want to have always, quote fingers, been like when your children are grown? When you are just a memory being passed on. She was... Quote, always on her phone, quote, always obsessing about her diet, always singing in the kitchen, always stressed, always put our snacks on napkins, always reading cookbooks, always made dinner and set the table, always complaining, always feeling sorry for herself, dot, dot, dot. Memories do not set out to flatter us. My own children say that mom, quote, always stopped at that one dumpster to get things out of it. <laughs> it was a cute table and we still have it, she says. I stand by that decision, but it has cost me dearly. Here's the thing. We want to give our children an enormous stockpile of memories that reflect real Christian glory, the joy of the Lord, a forgiving spirit, a lover of the word, a warm meal, a woman who feared the Lord, a woman who loved her home, her people, her work, a woman who did hard things gladly, a woman who looked generations ahead in faith and generations behind in gratitude. There aren't filters on what your children see, you, see of you at home, and you can't pick what they will remember, cropping out the background. You can't throw a warm glow on that and fool them. What they will see of your faith, they will see unfiltered. They will remember what life was actually like, what you were like. Are we living like what we say we believe is actually true? Kids don't need your curated photos to remember. Moms can use social media to fool themselves and their friends about how they are doing. If it can look good, it must be okay, but that's not true, and your kids won't be fooled. Love God, hate sin, do it in real life, unfiltered. Tell the truth to your children. Tell it in your everyday life, like an everyday mom who loves God. Don't aspire to moments that look good, but to a life that declares in a million ways that you know and love God, that no matter your foibles, will be a beautiful legacy. 
that is convicting and wonderful in many yeah. ways. Very articulate, very wonderful and beautiful. I mean, yeah. I want to like post that everywhere because again, it's 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 crushing if we're trying to do it on our own and we're trying to do it superficially. Uh, you know, with the filters, it can you can only do it for so long, right? You can only appear. Yeah. But she's saying, like, live this out, like, truly. And even when you fail, it's, okay, I'm truly failing. I'm truly not being, you know, I'm not being forgiving or I'm being too, I'm grumbling and complaining too much. I need to first repent to God and then I need to come to you, my my children, my family, and yeah. repent to you and say, I'm sorry, There's we're going to change some things around here. Yeah, I think the crux of this is, is there's what we say mm-hmm. and then there's what we actually believe. Right. And so, and what we say we believe are not always the same things. Right. And sorry, what we say we believe and what we actually believe are not always the same things. I think that's when it becomes yes. crushing is when you don't actually believe or desire or desire this type of uh, of uh, outcome. Yeah. Now, you know, every Christian parent will say, "Well, yeah, I want to raise my kids in the nurture and admonition of the Lord." And that you know, that that that's kind of pretty easy to say. Now, to believe it is the litmus test. Mm-hmm. Cuz our behavior like a gravitational pull, our behavior will always come to the level of our belief. Yeah, it's always informed. It will always fall to that. Yeah, we can we can level. we can keep it up for a time, but it's like gravity. Our behavior will always fall to what we believe. Mm-hmm. And so, if we don't actually believe that these that God is worth pursuing, that His Word is is full of wisdom and rich and nourishing to our bones, well, if, if we, we don't, don't believe value, that sin is truly insidious yeah. and uprooted, and we don't believe that the church matters and going to and participating in the body of Christ. In a meaningful way, it matters. If we don't believe those things, if we don't believe that there is goodness to be found in the the rich things of life, and instead we gorge ourselves on the junk food of life, mm-hmm. phones, you know, cheap entertainment, distractions, mm-hmm. if we chase false gods, that's when this is crushing. Right. And so I think uh, it's a bit of a litmus test. And so, you know, well, and ironically, parenting is one of those things that we don't it's one of the things in life that you don't get a second chance and it's not to put pressure on, but it's like, okay, now is the it's time to work time. this stuff out. Yeah. It's not later. You can't push it off to later because yeah. our kids are not going to be four next year. They're going to be five. Right. And they're going to be say, you know, I'm speaking about one child, of course, but the point is they're going to grow and they're going to go. Right. Sorry. Go ahead. It's okay. I can just keep <laughs> I going. I keep interrupting. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. And I mean, I, you know, part of a big part of what she's talking about is, is, and question, I think, is do you value godliness in your home? Do you value the things of God? Because first. Yeah. She said this. Uh, d- will uh, uh, will the stockpile of memories that reflect real Christian glory. So these are the things I want to kind of pick through a little bit. And you have some verses you're going to read. But the joy of the Lord. Okay. Right. How can we on a daily basis reflect real Christian joy in the Lord? Right. I mean, just think about that for a minute. I mean, a forgiving spirit. Mm-hmm. Now. What's a forgiving spirit versus somebody who just says, I forgive you? Right. Now, somebody who says the words, but then still holds a grudge. The kids are going to pick up on that. Right. I remember how my mom manipulated us. I remember how my mom uh, would say one thing, but she Didn't obviously I? meant another. Right. Or she did another. Right. Uh, examples, will they see? Yeah. Will you, oh, yeah. I'm not talking about my mom. Mom, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> um, will they see that you're a lover of the word? Mm. Remember, real Christian glory. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a warm if, meal, a woman who feared the Lord, a woman who loved her home, or a father who loved his people, his work, and didn't grumble, and did right. hard things gladly. Right, right. And a woman and a, a father who looked generations ahead in faith 
and generations behind in gratitude. Again, it's someone who values God's mm. word, values and understands the goodness of the gospel um, and wants to, and pursues godliness because they value it, because God is their God and their Savior. Uh, we look Truly, at First yeah. Timothy 6, 11 through 12, and then 17 through 19. It says, But as for you, O man of God, flee these things, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness, fight the good fight of faith, take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Um, so Timothy was talking uh, when he was saying flee these things. He was talking about... Um, True contentment, false Sorry. teachers. Yes, and, yeah. thank you. Somebody knows the Bible better than me. I can read headlines. Anyways, <laughs> well, I want to make sure I was re- I was <laughs> accurate. Um, and then First uh, Timothy six seventeen through nineteen. You want to read? Yeah. Caveat: I feel like the the U.S. is is a very wealthy nation, and so I consider us. We are. Yeah. I, we have yes, yeah, so many things, and so I, f- I I don't want to say like we're all like rich and pursuing this, but I wanted us to be careful. It's a it's a call to desires. It's a call. It's a charge for okay. What are what are our desires? What are we, are, what are we actually pursuing? Because what we're pursuing and what we desire, we will be reflected to our children, and they will see through our habits, through our priorities, through our heart orientation, our responses, where what what and who we actually value. So, uh, Timothy or Paul's writing to Timothy, addressing the rich. As for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, thus storing up treasures for themselves as a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of what, of that which is truly life. So once again, the things, the godliness, the, the mm. forgiveness, the grace. Um, I don't know if you want to read this. Oh, I had some other questions down at the bottom, but they all went away. Oh, here they are. <laughs> My wife does that to me. Malfeasance. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, you know, there's there's not really, you know, obviously we can go back to like the Deuteronomy 6 passage, like, you know, teach your kids, raise your kids up in the things of the Lord, do this as they come and as they go, as they go to sleep and as they go all along the way. Like, this is basically what we're talking about. Like, and, and that's what that passage in Deuteronomy is about. Like, this has to be a way of life. Now, yeah. in Scripture, in Ephesians 6, when Paul says, raise up your kids in the nurture and admonition, the, the Greek term under that is paideia, which is extremely packed full of meaning and what it means is you're enculturating your children there is no way to do it if to fabricate it right like they will pick up on the paideia that you give them uh and, and it's not something that you can do because you've just you've carefully crafted and curated it like it's going to be because you're their parent because there's no filters right to every aspect of your life it's going to be your true faith it's going to be your true beliefs absolutely um, and so it has to come, it has to well up from within. We're going to take a quick commercial break to get that kid who's crying. You can't hear, hear her. Right, we are back. And we're back with the baby. <laughs> there she is. Well, sunny Alethea Bess. She's kind of waking up here. But anyways. Hi, sweet girl. Face. Okay. So um, what I, I want to press in just for a few minutes because we're going to end this episode quickly. Um, why might this crush us? We talked about this. I mean, I talked about just the paideia and stuff. I think that's when it begins to crush us. Mm-hmm. Is if it's if it's when we like the idea of being a godly parent more than we like actually being a godly godly parent. Is when we are in love with the idea. When we like what what Rachel wrote about uh, your kids don't need curated photos. They need a million tiny moments that communicate to them the truth about who God is. Yeah. They need the real unfiltered. And that will said. be completely crushing if yeah. if we don't actually believe it. Right. If we don't actually 
if it's all being striven for and it's not actually welling up from within us. In other words, when we're living in our flesh, yet trying to act as if we're living in the spirit, right. that's that's a being a whitewashed tomb. We have right. to actually live by the spirit. And, and, and so if you're here and you're saying, well, that sounds horrible to me, it's, and I don't know how to get there. I think uh, the way we get there is we we pray we ask the lord to to help us in that um we immerse ourselves and give ourselves over to the word of god we give ourselves over to true christian community um and and what i mean by that is finding a good bible-based godly church with a pastor who preaches the word uh and then dive in what what are you gonna say well and simply put too we have to be okay with failing and we have to be okay with uh, acknowledging our desires that are less than godly, right? Like, man, I want this and I want this to look good for everybody else. Oh man, that's not a good reason. Like coming to grips with our actual, our actual desires and being honest with ourselves and honest with God, he already knows them, but being honest with, with ourselves saying, man, I really have just been, you know, doing this for my own benefit because I want to feel good about things. Um, and I think that that's very freeing and that's really the only way to I think begin for those desires to be planted in us, the desires to mm. be a loving mom, to be a forgiving, you know, and God fearing woman who serves warm meals to her family happily. <laughs> Not that we nail it all the time. You're such a ninja. You're about to take care of that baby right in front of, uh, you know, and do it flawlessly. You're awesome. Uh, I think another way this can crush us is if uh, we don't regard parenting in light of God's sovereignty and faithfulness. In other words, we're, we're taking on ourselves uh, the pressure of the salvation of our children's souls. Right. Now, we have a role to play, and God will use our efforts many times to, to plant a seed and to grow a seed of, his, of, a, of a saving faith. Uh, but when we think it's our job to shout at that seed until it grows— we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be crushed under the weight of that and our kids are gonna resent us and so instead we we plant we water Mm -hmm. we let the the word of the lord the the light that is christ shine upon that seed we'll make keep it keep the soil clean trust that god will will do what god does best and that is to grow Mm. hearts to let the gospel multiply in in fertile soil so we are gardeners in that regard but we can't force things to grow so don't do that don't don't feel uh, the pressure of that Said so we pray that this is uh, encouraging to you and convicting as it is to us, and as we are constantly kind of re- revamping mm-hmm. our rhythms uh, and how you know we're structuring our days. Um, one quick thing is uh, we this is completely practical, whatever. But I'll often be up by like five a.m. and I'm reading, and I'm, I'm I've usually got like an hour, an hour and a half of reading to do, and then Selena will come down between six and six thirty, and the girls will come down between seven and eight, <laughs> and so like my goal is that. We'll be reading because we read scripture together. Uh, we're doing a reading plan together. It usually takes about a half hour to read what we're reading. And my my goal is that the girls will come down when we're doing that because I want them. That's one of the things I really want them to remember. It's like I remember mom and dad. Whenever we came down in the mornings, they were always had their Bibles open and they were always talking about the word. Yeah. So they're seeing us connecting, but they're seeing us connecting over the word of God, which to right. me is like, what else is there? It's, it, I, that, I love well, it. I mean, you can't, like you goals. really can't go wrong being in the word together at the same time, like present with each other. There's just so much to. And the reason I'm saying it is because I'm, I I, I use the word striving. I'm longing for that. And we, we do it in some mornings. We always read our Bibles in the mornings, but they're not always hitting at the same time with them. So anyway, that's just something that we're, we're striving and shooting for Anyway. Um, 
speaking of which, connecting over the word, connecting over uh, truth. If you are not a believer and you don't, and you've heard us say these things and you think, yeah, I want to have a legacy for my kids. I want them to think back. Oh, mom always did or dad always did this. Mm. We're going to tell you like that. That's that, that's a great, that's a worthy ambition, but it is not an end in itself. Mm. It is only worthy in, in so much as our Savior has called it worthy and that he has given us a reason to raise our kids in this way because it's not about us. It's not about them. It's all about him. If you want to know who he is, who Jesus is, we have a website for you. It's thenewsisgood.com. Go check that out. Uh, we would love to call you brother or sister in Christ. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the gift it is to parent our children. I pray for the parents listening to this, that they would feel encouraged uh, and spurred along in their journey. I pray that they would uh, seek to honor you more and more with the small, tiny moments of every day. And I pray for their children, that they would see their parents and they would be drawn closer to you and that they would grow up not resenting their parents, but remembering with fondness, the honesty, the transparency, the truth that they grew up in and around. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. All right, if you want to partner with us, we'd love that. Uh, that's how we are able to do what we do. Uh, you can go to fierceparenting.com slash partner. We would love that. Of course, you don't have to do it. We're going to keep doing the content as long as the Lord allows. We will be grateful. So we will hope to see you. That's, it. that's the end of this episode. Yep. So I guess, how do I say it? This episode is? <laughs> in the can. See you again in seven days. Until next time. Stay fierce.